I love it. What's what's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up to take advantage of that great deal. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave, bow, bow. BWL Sports, Will the Goat Golly, Will underscore Golly, and rocking in the producer chair today is our friend Sarah. What's Hello. up, Sarah? Hello. Sarah, that's a thing. You ever been called Sarah before? I actually, yeah, my roommates in college used to call me that all they the time. They call Sarah. They call me Sarah Bear, actually. Sarah Bear. I'm not oh, kidding. Oh, we going yeah. all the way. Love that. Oh, I'm man. not kidding, yeah. And I never get a nickname either, so it's kind of nice that they did that for me. You don't. Hey, Sarah Bear. Oh, why, yeah. why did you say that so... Like, with just such disbelief as if I would nickname and shorten someone whose name is Sarah to Sarah. You've legit never heard that before? Never heard it before. Okay, well, so my <laughs> sister's best friend is named Sarah. My mm-hmm. mom's name is Sarah. With an I, H or an a, a, a? H. Beautiful. Mom, H, sister's yeah. friend, no Beautiful. H. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of the H. You're with an H, right? Mm-hmm. Only correct way to spell it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I like Sarah Bear. Is it based on gummy or care? It's gotta be care. Honestly, I have no idea. They literally just started calling me that like junior year, and yeah. then it just, I don't know. I never had a nickname, so I felt, yeah. I felt loved. It's for the rhyme. Yeah. Hey, Sarah Bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. Happy verified checkmark funeral day to everyone. Congratulations. <laughs> to, all, to all who observe. <laughs> to, to all who observe. Do I have to attend a funeral? Because I've never had a checkmark. So no, funeral's optional. <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay home. <laughs> and happy 420 to everybody out there. Hooray! Legalized weed in Chicago. Woo! Everybody enjoy. Be safe today. Enjoy it responsibly. Enjoy it responsibly. You think Vooch is going to burn one today? Why not? You think he's a stoner? Yeah, he's rich. He's got time. Shh, that's it's true. It's season. He's on vacation. He's hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Put one up. But to keep his lungs f- fresh, he's probably an edible guy. You think so? I, I would guess. He looks like the smoker. You, you know what I mean? So? If I had to pick one, I would say Vooch is smoker. I think Zach would be the edible. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. If, if I saw Vooch like strolling through some random quiet European street yeah. smoking a doobie, yeah. it would not surprise Wouldn't me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Not yeah. one bit. He's got yeah. that look to him. I agree. I agree. Uh, we, yeah, we wanted to talk about Vooch today. Yeah. Um, dive a little bit deeper into his end of season press conference comments about his future coming into unrestricted free agency. Uh, and also, just sort of revisit where we are now compared to when that Vooch trade happened a couple years back with Orlando. Mm-hmm. And redefine it in a sense and Mm. and how we should look at it now even if it was not a massive success at the time and then also to wrap up today's show we got some comments from Derek Jones Jr. who has a player option to come back in a Bulls jersey next season we'll talk about that as well Mm -hmm. uh so gentlemen the first thing that Vooch had to say uh answering the first question when he sat down on this past Saturday to talk about his future was to say quote the Bulls will have the priority in free agency i would like to stay here but that's on the front office to decide i'll talk to them about their vision and plans and things like that but obviously i'll be a free agent so i'll see what else is out there obviously test the market i think that last bit there is the most important part we touched on this a little bit earlier this week when we talked about vooch but the market what do you guys think vooch could get from other teams on the open market this summer because that might determine whether or not the Bulls are able to bring him back. Uh, I think he's due for a nice payday, not someone overpaying him, but just right on the market value uh, for him. Like for a couple years, maybe two, three-year deal. Yeah. Kind of like the one he had here. Right. Um, I assume he would get that, and that would be his last one. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like that would be the last one because, look, the dude, he's 15 and 10 on a, on a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 15, 10, and 4 on a bad day. So a guy who has motivation, who you can probably build a team around, we'll see where they value him as far as uh, if they feel he's a number two or a number three like that. I don't think he's a number one anymore. I think that's done with. Not to say he doesn't have the skill, he just the age of it. Um, so I think he's a number two or number three option. It's good that he got that opportunity here with Chicago to kind of get those kinks out. To say, because uh, it was weird for him not being the number one option. You yeah. saw it in his game. He admitted as such uh, how weird it was for him. And you saw him get into the, the comfortability of it more so this year than any year that I could really remember. I saw him more comfortable in that role being that third guy this year. Continuity, man. Yes, that's what it does. Uh, that's what it does, Will. That's what it does. Yeah, here to the heart. <laughs> but I think that's good for him. 
uh, because now going to other teams, he knows how to play it. You know, he knows how to fall back when and where to get the ball and things like that. So that's great for him. Um, yeah, he's going to get his check, though. And I don't think it will be here. And that, that comment, I just like the fact I saw obviously twice in that last part. Obviously, I'm going to be in free agency. Right. Obviously, I'm going to test the market, you know. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's all I could do who who's going to be getting these checks. And yeah. I think that's what's on his mind, more so than Kobe White's mind. Of where comfort, mm-hmm. I think his comfort was taken away from him when he left Orlando. Yeah. So comfort's not he didn't a priority. Choose to be here, right? Right. right. Comfort's and, not a priority to him anymore. But Vooch did mention in his comments about where he might go and his thought process this offseason as far as decision making. He mentioned comfort and family comfort, mm-hmm. and also shout out to Vooch and Mazeltov. He he said in that uh, presser that he and uh, his wife have their third kid on the way. Shout in a out a couple of months. See you know. That family comfort means money. <laughs> and I need you to know what that that's what that means. Is, is that what that means? Yes, family comfort oh. when you just had your third kid means checks. See, to me, I think <laughs> I, I think the opposite. I think Vooch has made a lot of money is, in his career. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for him is where is his family going to be comfortable? Okay. He has a house in Orlando. He's got like his life there. He was there yeah. for eight eight seasons, I think. Um, but so when you look at what like the the average market number for a center is it is probably for him going to be between 15 and 20 million. You look at some of the top paid centers in the league, Jokic, Embiid, Gobert, all over 40. Um, AD is up there at 40. Cat, 36. Then you've got like the Bam and DeAndre Ayton tier, which is 32, 32 and a half. Ooh. And then you fall down a little bit further where it's Capella at 21, Miles Turner at 21, Jared mm-hmm. Allen, 21. Nurkic, 17. 21. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson, 15 and a half. Uh, Valanchunas, 15 and a half. So I think he's probably around that that number at this point. The As an number. aging tier two As center. As an aging center, the Valanchunas number, right? So that's, yeah. I mean, that's 15. I think that'd be a good deal mm-hmm. for whatever team he signs with. But mm-hmm. I think if you're the Bulls, you kind of have, you're in this position now where you have to pay him to protect the salary slot. Um, we can spend more time talking about this in terms of the trade, but when you go past the trade deadline this past year and you don't have a plan to either re-sign him, you don't have that extension already met, Mm -hmm. or you don't trade him, Mm -hmm. you run the risk of losing him for nothing. We've looked at the teams that have space, not great teams, but Orlando's up there. Maybe he wants to go back there. He does. That would be just rich. (laughs) Um, But... But you look at some of these other teams. There's there's not like an ideal situation necessarily. But the Bulls are the Bulls have lost all their leverage. Mm-hmm. They have to keep him to maintain the cap flexibility because if they lose him, they're still over the cap. They don't get twenty million dollars to spend on another free agent. Mm. So they basically have to retain the money that is going to be on his slot, and then hopefully either sign and trade it or trade it down the road. Mm -hmm. But they've lost a ton of leverage by not trading him at the deadline. I thought that was a shocking mistake that it didn't happen, and they will either now have to overpay him or let him walk for nothing. Yeah. Unless, for some reason, he decides that he wants to go to a team that's already over the cap and the Bulls can try to pry something back. But it's not a great situation to be in if you're the Bulls right now. Or unless they had a... a a deal they they talked through and said we'll deal with that. Well, here's the, the thing: is like Arturis has said that they did not talk about extensions throughout oh, the whole year. Then that's out. <laughs> and he is eligible to sign an extension until June 30th of this year. He could okay. have signed that at any time. Yeah, that's why I don't know if you guys remember, but at the trade deadline they didn't move him, and I said I would not be surprised if there's an extension done this week mm-hmm. because that would make sense. You know the. The Bulls test the market, see if they can get anything for Vooch in a trade. If they can't, then you extend him and mm-hmm. you retain that asset. The fact that they haven't done that yet, I don't know what that really means from like Arturis' plan perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it does put them in a position where now Vooch has all the leverage. Mm. And I think for, from the Bulls organization standpoint, that is obviously not where you want to be. How, let me, how likely is it that he does make the move back to Orlando? In your eyes. Oh, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I... Well, they I, don't need him. They have Wendell, the all-star. But I do think Orlando is probably, like... I mean, they played really well down the stretch. <laughs> and they're in a position where they probably want to start competing. Yeah, again. yeah. They have a, a bunch of really talented young guys. They're going to have two lottery picks. Um, I would not be surprised if that's where he wanted to go because he's 
got a home there. He's comfortable there. He's comfortable there. But and they have cap space. So yeah. if he did decide to go there, they the Bulls him. would get nothing. Yeah. So it's tough. But I think also if you're the Bulls, then you're looking at well, what do we need to do to keep this in order to stay above the tax, maintain him as a trade asset? You're looking at probably closer to 20 million than the 15 million. Okay. And do you want to be in the Vooch business so bad that you're willing to pay that money? I think Vooch that's case. that's a huge question. Uh, Jelly in the comments, what up? Saying the Bulls can't make the good for the team argument with him again. I don't necessarily know about that. I mean, mm. the, the Bulls are stuck between a rock and a hard place with yeah. this Vooch thing, as Will, you just so eloquently laid out. But I think that Vooch was maybe oftentimes an incorrect scapegoat for things that weren't working with this Bulls team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he didn't light it up from three every night. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that Bulls fans love to dig at his defense, but Will, you actually asked him about that last Saturday. Flex. Um, saying like, hey, the Bulls had a top five defense and you don't do that on accident. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that with a terrible defensive center. And you asked him to talk a little bit about the year he had on that end of the floor. Um, wh what did you make of his comments to that and answer to that question because I think in in some elements he was not totally off base saying that the defensive scheme the coaching staff design kind of tailored to his strengths and masking some of his weaknesses yeah and I wasn't expecting him to come out and say like fuck the haters right, right. like I I he also, did say also obviously he's this is a quote obviously I'm not a huge defensive star right. so he acknowledges that yeah, part of this I, game and I also wasn't trying to get him to say that like right I, it wasn't like I was angling for him to talk about his flaws it was just like you know this idea that you're a poor defensive center whether or not that's true on an individual level it is clear that you can build a really good defense around him sure. mm -hmm. that's credit to Billy and it's credit to Vooch sure and um, I think. Basically, my takeaway was what you said, that they built a system that he was able to succeed in. Mm -hmm. And to be able to quarterback a top five defense, you need to be good. You need to know what, what you're doing. You need to know where to be. And you need to execute. I thought the Bulls brought him up to the level of screens that helped them contain. It allowed guys to uh, get over screens and get back to their man without having to get put in jail or, mm -hmm. you know, let the offense play five on four, mm -hmm. um, and then get out in rotation. So I, I thought the Bulls did, that's like probably the most underrated thing about the Bulls this year was their ability to execute at a high level from start to finish of the year. I mean, we talked about inconsistency. That was the theme of the season, but consistently they were a very good defense. No, they were. And I thought that Vooch's, the defense was catered to what he does well, which is rebound. And if you notice, a lot of those, especially early on in the game, it was one and done for those teams because when the defense would funnel to him, he was allowed to float, you know, and as being a great rebounder, you can judge and tell where the ball is going and do it in that way. I think Billy really kind of structured the defense around that strength of his because it's not blocking shots, you know what I'm saying, and it's not going to be rim protection. But he's going to get these rebounds and start the break. That's a defensive stop. And I think Billy really did kind of cater that around that strength. That's why Vooch would, after the first half, have like eight rebounds in, in mm -hmm. 10 points, you know. And like you said, that's a credit to Billy for recognizing, yep. okay, what does he do well? He does this well. Let's cater this defense to that. Yeah. And, and I didn't check once the season went final for the Bulls, but towards the very bitter end of the regular season, Vooch was still leading the league in defensive rebound percentage. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not nothing. No, it's not. Not um, at all. Uh, you know, when the Bulls' uh, defensive rebounding became an issue towards the end of the season, that was one of their more, you know, problematic flaws. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that I'm curious about, Will, and maybe you have better insight to this as we figure out the timeline of the decisions facing the Bulls' front office as they enter the offseason, is where in that timeline is the Vooch decision compared to the, their decision to maybe shop and trade either Zach and or DeMar? Because, like, mm -hmm. which decision do you need to make first? And does trading one of those guys ne necessarily dictate deciding to keep Vooch or let him go? It's an interesting question. I think I'll preface it by saying this. I strongly disagree with the idea that the Bulls should bring it back, run yeah. it back again, continuity right. part two. I strongly disagree with that. But <laughs> if they are going to do that, and that's the plan, and it seems like it is, mm -hmm. then Vooch has to be your number one priority, True. right? You need to be able to maintain or you, you retain him and bring him back to this roster because at that point, you've got your big three back together, and that's what the plan is. Right. So I think from that standpoint, he needs to be up there. But I think 
from a more holistic approach and thinking about this bigger picture, you have to be willing to um, come up with ideas for what happens if he decides that he doesn't want to come back. Correct. So obviously you want him to come back if that's what you're doing with again, which again, I disagree with, but that I, I think either way, you kind of have to get a sense because if he does want to come back and you can do it at a favorable rate, then maybe you can flip him down the line. If he doesn't want to come back, you got to look at other teams and where he might want to go. And if you can figure out a sign and trade, that would be beneficial to you. Um, in terms of list of priorities, I would say that's probably number one because I don't see a world, well, maybe there's a world, but it seems unlikely that they would bring back Vooch but trade one of Zach or Damar. Right, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Dave, do you think they could, say they decide to shop Damar, see what they can get for him uh, on the trade market this offseason, keeping Zach and re-signing Vooch to a new deal and just moving DeMar out as a piece to bring in something different, like, mm -hmm. you know, a, a above average three and D wing or something like that. Does that make sense to you? Keeping two of the three? Yeah. And it, and one of those two that they keep being Vooch? Yeah, it, it does make sense. There, For me, there are scenarios where losing either one of those three makes sense as far as what you could bring in and build around. Honestly, there are three scenarios. I'm like, yeah, all of that makes basketball sense to me. But to answer your question, yeah, of course, because that one, that way you get what everybody's screaming for, which is finally I can move Patrick Williams to the three and allow to see what he is. Like you said, get that three and D wing who can either play off the bench or insert to the starting lineup. Or if you want to keep Pat at the four, have that three and D guy that you're talking about come in and play that role. So it opens up the floor for more options. We'll let Zach see if he's the man you know, to do what he does, uh, allow Vooch to be the number two guy uh, on the team, which he felt more comfortable with being uh, a guy. He, does, he clearly is not comfortable being a number three. Um, so, yeah, it makes – I could see that happening, and it does make basketball sense to me uh, to do that and also um, saving that money as well uh, that you would. But I don't know what they will do, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's – as we'll keep saying, it's so up in the air. And, and that's kind of what I wanted you to – Explain a little bit more, Will, was when you were stating that losing Vooch does not mean you get that money. You're still over the cap. I want you to explain that a little further. Like, why is that the case? Sure. So right now, the Bulls, well, first of all, Mark wrote an excellent piece about this Mark K, uh, shout out. last week and really goes into the details. But essentially, the way that it works is... There's, there's the salary cap, which I think is around $134 million, and then the luxury tax, which is 162 And the apron between it. And the apron between it. Um, so right now, Vooch being a free agent, Kobe White being a free agent, uh, Patrick Beverly, Javante Green being free agents, they all have what's called a cap hold, which is the amount of money that's, that, retain, that stays on your books that um, signifies like basically it's not like the max number that you're going to get paid, but it's typically a much higher number unless you're like a star player. Mm -hmm. So the Bulls have about $64 million in cap holds, which if they wiped, and that would mean letting all their free agents walk for nothing mm -hmm. in free agency. If they did that, they could get, I think, $11 million below the salary cap. And that okay. would allow them to go out and sign whoever they wanted up to $11 million. Okay. But if you re-sign Kobe for what do we talk about, 10 to $14 million a year annually, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're back up above the salary cap. Now you can sign your own guys due to what's called bird rights, and that allows you to go above the salary cap, and that's where the Bulls have had success in the past, uh, doing the sign-in trade when they were already above the cap for Lonzo and for DeMar, um, and then um, using the mid-level exception on Caruso. But so you're already above the cap if you sign Kobe. Mm -hmm and let everybody else walk. So if you let Vooch walk, there's no more cap space for you to be able to go out and sign somebody. Mm -hmm. So the best path forward is to either re-sign him to stay above the salary cap because you have his bird rights, and then you can trade him down mm -hmm. the line, mm -hmm. or you let him walk and you're still above the cap, which means you have no space to go out and sign someone and he's gone for nothing. Mm -hmm. So again, this is why it's such a difficult position because of the way that they have set up the cap, mm -hmm. which was, I think they did a really good job in 2021. They did. They decided they wanted yeah. to do it that way. Absolutely. But now they need to maintain that. You need to stay, once you're over the cap, 
you have to stay over the cap unless you're going to like wipe off a ton of space and go out and sign, you know, a couple of star mm-hmm. reagents. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I was just listening to Cash Considerations and they were talking about this with Matt from Bloggable where like because Derek Rose in 2010 was on a rookie scale contract, he was making very little and that allowed them to create so much space that they could go out and try to get uh, LeBron and D-Wade mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. The Bulls now are not in that situation where they have enough space to sign any free agents. So what they have to do is retain their guy using bird rights. Otherwise, they're going to let him walk for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's take our first break there. We'll come back. Keep talking about the Vooch situation. And I know, Will, you wanted to add some more thoughts of how to define the Vooch trade now compared to when it went down a few years ago mm-hmm. um, and, and how we grade that. While we're doing that, do us a favor if you're watching along on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button beneath the video. It helps us out a lot. Of course, also make sure you're subscribed Mm -hmm. to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe. Today's episode of CHO Bulls brought to you in part by our friends at Pins and Aces. Golf season is quickly approaching. Beautiful day right now. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. I just got my newest arrival of a Pins and Aces shirt in the mail the other day. Yeah. Those things are soft and breathable as all hell. Yeah, I got my hoodie. I'm, I'm so excited to wear it all summer long. Mm-hmm. They're a family-owned golf and apparel business, and they make amazing polos. They also make hats. Our guy Kevin Kadick, had a content at CHGO who was just doing the CHGO pod, was rocking one of those today. Sure was. They look fresh as hell. Uh, golf bags, they make those too. And our favorite thing ever. What's that? The super inventive, super necessary Pins and Aces Beer Sleeve. Mm. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers. Sixer, roadie, put them together. That makes seven beers. Right inside your golf bag because it's long and narrow like a golf club. Mm-hmm. But instead it keeps beers cold. <laughs> Who comes up with these things? Brilliant. Awesome humans. Yeah. Keeps your beer cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. And if you use promo code CHGO at sign up, you're getting 15% off your first order and free shipping. One more Mm -hmm. time, that's pinsandaces, spelled out pinsandaces.com. Promo code CHGO at checkout for 15% off your order and free shipping. Get yourself a beer sleeve. (laughs) Summer's coming. Uh, AK, no, no liquid death, AK. We out. Drank it all. <laughs> I ran through it, but I definitely got some water sitting right there ready for me. But I have a bigger question. Sarah, what time is it? Oh, I'm seeing it, T-Dude. I haven't done this show in maybe no, six months. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> I'll put everybody on the spot. It's Don't worry. six months. I'll put everybody on the spot with it. Don't you concern yourself. I did uh, the same thing to Kyle. Sarah <laughs> also might be too young to know the what time is it, game time who. Well, fair, but she heard them do it the last show. Right? I'm always in my... I'm You're like in your doing, own world? Yeah, well, I'm like She's doing crap world. all over this. I don't know. Well, let Matt tell you then. Matt, what time is it? Game time who? <laughs> That's what it is. I'm coming back, Sarah. Please I know, I know. I know. I'll, I'll, even, I'll write that one even down. even mentioned Cliff Livingston on the other show that they were just she doing. Know, she don't know that. Right. <laughs> she don't know Cliff Livingston. Come on, man. Ah, uh, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> Buying tickets, y'all. Game time. It shouldn't be stressful, and game time eases that stress, making that fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that you want to go to near you. Killer deals on the last-minute tickets and their best price guarantees. You can stop stressing and worrying and tripping over tickets and start getting hyped and turned up and ready to go for all the fun that your wonderful self is going to have. Sarah, did you just buy some, you said you bought some Cubs tickets on the game time, man? Yeah, I did. I literally got two of them. Each one was like 12 bucks, 12 bucks each. That's yeah. a steal. 12 That's a $12 each, yeah. holiday, man. No, some of the tickets, you could go to a game today for $4. Four. Yes, t- and tomorrow it's less than $10. And it shows you the picture of like where your seat is and everything. And That's cheaper than a beer at Wrigley. Look at it face. is. No, it's insane. <laughs> they're essentially paying you to go. Yes, they're giving you money to go and have fun and kick it and just drink, get the beer back. Mm. 
and then have a great time. Dude, our guy Cody from CSGO Cubs is drinking so many beer bats. I, I saw and I'm starting to be concerned. the Cubs are getting, they're stacking yeah, W's. They are stacking Cubs W's. Cubs are stacking W's. Cody's stacking beer bats. I don't think he thought that through. I don't, I don't think he did either. <laughs> but he's got to keep going. You know what? I got to give him some credit, going. though. His chug time yeah. has vastly improved over the course of just a few, the first few weeks of the season. Well, yeah, you keep the doing The first time so I watched time, Cody yeah. try to chug a beer, uh-huh. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I've never seen someone fail so badly at chugging a beer. Imagine where he'll be in like a month. Practice yeah. makes perfect, Sarah. Oh, yeah. You watch a couple YouTube videos. He's going <laughs> to <laughs> DIY. Chugging oh, beer out of a plastic bath. <laughs> it's a guarantee it's a video for it. Oh, for uh, sure. Download that game time app, y'all. Create an account. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself $20 off of your first purchase. You hear that? $20 off of your first purchase. Oh, it's amazing. CHGO is the code. $20 off is what you get. Download the Game Time app. Mm. Last minute price like that. Mm. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Sarah, what time is it? Game. See, I need to write it down. Oh, my God. This isn't a good day for me either. This is a horrible day for me. My allergies have been, like, horrible these last Lazy few days. Yeah, he can't, he can't help you on this. Always the allergies. He, he helped you on the first it one. Is. He can't help you on that. The tree pollen's high today. The tree pollen is high. <laughs> Goat, what time is it? It's game time. Who? Mm-hmm. You don't even really need the it's. It's two words, Sarah. It's actually one and a half words. Game time hoops. It's one word and hoops. a sound. Game time hoops. Game time hoop. Not even hoops, just hoops. And also, in my defense, too, mm-hmm. I didn't buy the non-drowsy allergy medicine, so mm. I've been taking just this allergy medicine, like, all week, and it's, yeah, I don't So know. if your head hits the table, you should... No, I'll be okay. I took you it, sure? I took we, it we last better go night. Ahead and finish. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. Better go ahead and finish this episode before Sarah falls asleep. Seriously, man. Let's get going. Uh, also, to answer our previous inquiry, there are hundreds of videos on YouTube teaching people how to chug beer, <laughs> but I have not seen one yet about how to specifically chug beer out of the new beer bats yeah. that they are vending so at So Cody could be the first. Maybe he should be the first. Yes, Cody could be the first person to do that. Cody, what are you doing, man? Get on this. Yo, well, Stucky, get Cody I mean, on this. Cody needs to learn how to do it well before he makes a video teaching other people how to do it. Well, ooh, good point. Wow, dang. <laughs> like, yo, son. <laughs> like, oh, DIY, man. how to slowly and with massive failure, chug beer out of a plastic bat. Are you saying you can do this out of the plastic bat? I'm guessing I could do it better than Cody. I mean, it's only one way to find this out. We, we got to get a plastic bat up in here. And there just, is one in here somewhere. Just like when they were doubting MJ's skills at the end of Space Jam. Oh, nobody's doubting you. Only one way to proof. find out. Only one way to find out. Are you comparing your chugging ability? <laughs> That's right. <to> MJ? <laughs> Cody and I can go head to head chugging beers out of those plastic bats. I'm going to make my entrance down a ramp of a spaceship <laughs> into a, into Wrigley Field. <laughs> Wave my hat to the crowd. And then destroy his ass chugging a beer. And for some reason, Bill Murray is there. <laughs> like, just hanging out. Bill Murray's always there. He's, He's at Wrigley. Cubs. Hanging yeah. around. He's Wrigley. He'll be there. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get back on track. Um, revisiting the Vooch trade. Mm-hmm. For those who forgot, details. Wendell Carter Jr. Yes. Also, OPJ. Forgot about that part. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, two first-round picks mm-hmm. to the Magic for Nikola Vucevic midseason 2021. Mm-hmm. Magic used the eighth pick of the 2021 draft, first of two first-rounders, to draft Franz Wagner. Yes. And I think that part right now is what has most Bulls fans upset because okay. they see the talent and the production from that young player already. He's solid. And see a high ceiling in his future. Mm-hmm. What's still to come is that the Bulls owe Orlando their 2023 first-round pick unless it falls into the top four in the upcoming NBA draft lottery. The Bulls have an 8.5% chance for that pick to land in the top four and a 1.8% chance for that pick to be number one overall Mm -hmm. after the coin flip that happened a few days ago. Yeah. That's where we are now. Will, should Bulls fans still define Vooch's value to this team now and maybe as a piece they keep moving forward – through the lens of that trade from two seasons ago. I think if you look at look at it that way, you're just going to be upset and you kind of have to Bulls fans love being upset. You, you have to you have to it's similar to Patrick. Like you can't just look at Patrick and say you were the fourth overall pick, weren't you Kawhi? Mm-hmm. Because that's just like a fool's errand. If you like remove the value, it was an overpay. We can all agree. Like that Vooch was not worth that kind of package. But it happened, and now you have to separate that from the player that he is and from the value that he's providing. Now, as we talked about the defense, 
I was really surprised to see how well the Bulls performed with him anchoring. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, he gave you about as good of a season as you could have hoped. 17 and a half, 11, three assists, 50, 35, 84. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's like a really solid season from a center. Yeah. But the problem is that he wasn't the 25 and 12 guy shooting 40% on six and a half threes a game. Correct. That he was in Orlando. Correct. It's also kind of silly to think he would be that guy. Correct. Because now he's not the, the centerpiece one. of the offense. So, again, I think we get his value as a player and the value that the Bulls paid for him conflated. It was an overpay. Um, in retrospect, like, I would not do that again. But I don't think that that makes him a bad player. I think it made him the scapegoat for a lot of the problems that went mm-hmm. wrong. But, again, you look at... 82 games played. You look at the value or the the production that he was putting up. He's not a perfect player, but he is very good. And for guys as versatile as he is, I think you do have to pay that kind of premium. I think the real problem is what they paid and the fact that they bought high on mm-hmm. an asset that mm-hmm. they shouldn't have bought high on. Eco mm-hmm. being in the comments said worst trade in Bulls history. Mm. Wow, you have a short memory. Very short. <laughs> at least Vooch is producing. Oh, very short. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know if that was sarcasm or if you're being serious. If you're being serious, dude, do do your history homework. Holy shit. Dude, Not even close. I think I don't look at it that way. I don't think it's unfair for fans to look at it that way. I really don't. I think it's natural human thing to do that, to say, look at, back at like what you gave up to get what you have. That's a natural thing to do. Um, I think what makes it so worth for me is probably – the second uh, no, draft pick. Not the one they sent with Wendell and uh, Otto Porter Jr. and a pick. That sounds cool, but to give a second one for it, I think that's what was like, that's well, a little different. I 100% agree with that. Um, th- that he, it's fair to look at at the player based on the value, mm-hmm. but, I, but I don't think that makes Vooch a bad player. No, no, I'm no, not at all. And I, no. I, I just want to specify because I know that's not what you're saying. No. But the other thing, which you didn't mention, Matt, in the trade is that because the Bulls had to offload Otto Porter's $28 million mm-hmm. and because they were only taking back 20 along with Wendell, they had to take back Alfred Gamino's contract, which mm-hmm. was guaranteed through the rest of that season and the following season. They then had to attach that to Thaddeus Young to trade to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan. Right. And in order to basically, uh, in order for them to justify taking in that additional $10 million in dead salary for Mm -hmm. the Spurs, the Bulls had to attach the 2025 pick. pick. And so I'm kind of writing this now, but it's just been this cascade of um, losing deals on the fringes, Mm -hmm. overpaying when you didn't need to. And that's why the Bulls are in the position they are mm-hmm. with in between a rock and a hard place with no money to spend mm-hmm. and no draft picks to trade. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad situation. I think if you just look at it through the Vooch trade, yes, it was an overpay, but you got a valuable player. Mm-hmm. But it's everything that's happened after that where you've, like I said, lost on the fringes, where you've added additional assets that you didn't need to when you've overpaid to beat a market that didn't exist mm-hmm. for DeMar. Like, that's that's how you end up in trouble. Yeah, and everything was done under the guise of winning because all this looks bad, especially when you don't win because that's what they were banking on clearly was, dude, we're going to move up. And they were right for half a year. You know, they were right to bet on it that way. But I'm sure they didn't foresee what would happen with Lonzo. I mean, who could have? Sure. Um, and it set everything back and makes everything look worse now because of that, because you gambled so hard on that. But that's what, you know, that's what gambles are. And that... I think is a really good point too because you look at two things when you're evaluating this past year and a half and I think it all kind of kicks off with the Vooch trade which is why we're talking about this but you look at the process Mm -hmm. and you look at the results and I think the process at the time was defensible it was justifiable to say we want to trade for a legitimate all-star center who can be an offensive hub and who can elevate Zach's game Mm -hmm. and then you go out and get Caruso and Ball, and you have elite defensive players, high IQ, fast players who want to get up and down, Mm -hmm. who can maximize Zach. And then DeMar kind of falls into your lap. Obviously, I think they 
I, I think in 2025, when when that pick doesn't go, when it goes to the Spurs, people will realize that that was pretty unnecessary. I don't mm-hmm. think the uh, the general zeitgeist is there yet. Mm-hmm. But they overpaid for Demar too, and he's been great. I mean, it was totally worth it. Yeah. But the fact that that hasn't yet, they haven't really like paid the piper for that yet. I think could be a problem. But so it's all these things that just have compounded over this period of time to where the process was good. You put together a group that work. You got uh, some guys that can play really fast. You've got shooters. You've mm-hmm. got a post hub. And then if all else fails, you have a guy who will go get his shot mm-hmm. and it will be a good shot every single time. Mm-hmm. And like that process works. Mm-hmm. You also have some young, young players that you want to develop. But the result is Patrick Williams didn't turn into Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Shame on him. Like... <laughs> That's ridiculous, but like, but we kept these calling are the him the paw. Will yeah. why didn't it work? It's ball got injured. It's uh, you know Vooch wasn't playing like mm-hmm. All Star Vooch, and yeah. and so even though the process was good, the result hasn't worked out. And I think yeah. that's where there's a disconnect, and you kind of right. need to make decisions. And I think again that takes it all the way back to this this narrative of Vooch and what you do with him this summer and how that affects your plans moving forward. And that's the part that I think some Bulls fans are maybe a little too quick to forget sometimes when you talk about the overpay. Vooch being an overpay. Sure. They took a swing. Sometimes swings hit and sometimes they miss. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I would rather have a front office that takes risks to try to improve than the old front office who sat with their thumbs up their asses and did nothing year after year and claimed to be doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. I would would rather be angry with aggressive decisions that don't pan out than no decisions made. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to the, the sunk cost of an overpay, Who's which brilliant front offices in the NBA are like stealing top tier talent away from other teams in the league at underpays or even, you know, one for one fair pay. If you want to trade for top tier talent in the NBA, you're going to overpay. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of in what way. Right. Is it by giving up your talent? Is it by giving up your draft picks? Is it contract? In some way, it's going to be an overpay. Yeah. When you look at trades of top tier players that have happened post Vooch, Holy crap. Two picks in Wendell sounds like a lot, and it is a lot in some sense. Mm-hmm. It's a drop in the bucket compared to some of these trades that have happened across the league since then. Rudy Gobert. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like even if you look at it in relation to the trade that the Bulls made when they moved Butler to uh, Minnesota, like mm-hmm. one pick was more than that one top four protected pick was more than anything the Bulls got back mm-hmm. for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of continues to inflate over time. And it's why I think the Bulls probably need to move both Zach and Damar and mm-hmm. just reset this thing because they could get a ton back for them and really kickstart a rebuild. They're not going to do that. But I, no. I think because they're in this mm-hmm. position now, it comes down to when you make those trades, it has to be for the right player mm-hmm. and at the right time. Mm-hmm. So when you trade three picks for DeJounte Murray, he's got two years left on his deal at $18 million, mm-hmm. but he's only 26. Yes. When you make that trade for uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's got four more years on his deal, and you give up four picks and Markinen and Colin Sexton, that's a lot, but he's an All-NBA player. He's going to fr- be f- probably first or second team All-NBA this year. Yeah. And it just hasn't worked out that way with Vooch. Mm-hmm. And I get the argument that, like, the more you play together, continuity, right, like, you learn how to coexist and adapt and make each other better, but... They've played like over 115 games now, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. hasn't worked. They're I think 50 and 62 since last All Star break. And and that trio, the three of them, Vujacic, Demar, was the trio with the most minutes on the floor together in the NBA this season, right? It's, yeah. Yep. It's true. And Yikes. negative. Yeah. Not good, man. Not good at all. So, uh, do, do either of you guys think that what happens with Vuj this upcoming off season will make you feel better, worse, or the same? about that trade now. Like, if, if the Bulls say pay Vooch and maybe pay him a little bit more than you would think his fair market value is to stay, to try and f- win with him still being a key piece, or if they say it's time to move on mm-hmm. and essentially lose Vooch for nothing, as you were describing earlier, Will, because of the cap situation they're in, does one of those outcomes make you feel worse about the trade to, to then be done 
having feelings about the trade? Or will, it, you, will you feel the same either way? I think I'll feel the same. Um, I, again, I, I feel like you, man. Like I don't mind being aggressive and going for it. I remember when he made the trade, the celebration I had. You know what I'm saying? I, I was happy as hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When they made this trade. Only because they were trying to win. And I hadn't seen that right. for a while uh, from this <laughs> hadn't organization. Hadn't seen trying to win. Exactly. I hadn't seen them actually say, Ooh, hey, we that's want dark. to try to win. You know where we were at. Oh, I do. <laughs> you were there. Oh, I do. And and so I was excited about it. You you err. I will always err on the side of winning. Always. And I have no problem with that. So if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. That's fine. I'll be okay. And I like what Vooch did here. And again, I completely feel like you about Vooch. Like, Dude was good, or is good, <laughs> like, and I enjoyed it, his time here. You know what I'm saying? How he played for this team, and I think he's taken a lot of flat unnecessarily because he's the easy target to 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 get on. Like, more people should get on certain guys around him. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just getting on him uh, for what he did. But overall, man, no, I wouldn't feel any kind of different, Matt. I would be quite fine. Yes, I would I would do it again. I would probably not want to give up that second one, but as Will explained so eloqu- eloquently why mm-hmm. it had to be that way. But I would still do it because I was ready with Wendell to be gone. Like, it's okay. He wasn't going to do it here. I'm completely fine if he goes off and becomes 25 and 10. Right. I'm cool with all that. I will live with that because it wasn't going to happen here. I'm completely comfortable with that. And people thinking that it was going to happen here where the dude didn't even know he could see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The dude, like, it's No, it just wasn't going to happen here at all. So I'm completely fine with it. I appreciate Vooch uh, and what he did. I saw him win a lot of games for us. Uh, even when in his uh, first year here, I saw him do that. I saw how he changed how players play. He made guys better. He made Kobe better. Right. He made Kobe a, a better guard. He really did. So it's, somebody it's in the comments earlier mentioned Vooch's basketball IQ dude, and it being one of the higher ones skilled. on this roster. It's skilled, dude. Being a difference maker. There's a reason they call him like a, a poor man's Jokic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason they call you that. That that's a good basketball player right there. So even even a guy on a decline like that. So no, bottom line, no, I won't feel bad, sad, or mad about it in any kind of way, shape, or form. For me, it's sort of a difficult question because I feel so strongly that like the Bulls need to start start over. over. Because if you let him go for nothing, it just reinforces the the sunk cost fallacy, mm-hmm. right? And that. I think to a certain extent that's fine. It makes the trade look worse, and I agree. If it's just the one pick and Wendell, I think that is makes a lot more sense and is a lot more fair for the Bulls. Um, the fact that there's that second pick and that, you know, it only ended up 11, mm-hmm. but that could be a really good player. This draft is loaded. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it look a lot worse. But again, to me, it's less about the way that he has performed or what you could re-sign him to because ultimately the Vooch Bulls relationship is going to end at some point. Yeah, sure. And same with DeMar. Like, these guys are just not going to play forever. And so it's more about what do you leverage them into. And I think the disappointing part is that they haven't leveraged them into winning because they've missed the playoffs two out of those three years. And they are likely not going to be able to leverage Vooch into uh, further assets down the line because mm-hmm. he could walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it gets frustrating. But to me, I would, because I feel so strongly that they should start over anyway, um, it, it doesn't really matter. Like if they can get something for him, great. Yeah. Um, I would not want to, again, this is not like about Vooch as a player. Mm-hmm. It's more just like about the direction I think the, the team should go. Right. I got you. I so got if you. they re-sign him, fine. But like, they should do that with trading him later in mind. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, let's take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll touch on the uh, little tidbit of Derek Jones Jr. news that we got yeah. earlier this week. Hit that thumbs up button while Smack we're sharing it. some ads with y'all if you haven't already. Today's CHO Bulls brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and the playoffs are back. Booming. Get in on the excitement of every NBA playoff game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know about those incredibly fun, incredibly fruitful 
No sweat, same game parlays. We got three NBA playoff games tonight. We got Sixers, Nets, Kings, Warriors, Suns, Clippers, all game threes in a row tonight. Make some same game parlays on those games and up to $10 on those same game parlays. If they don't hit, you're going to get a bonus bet back. So why not give it a shot? Why Download not? the app now. Sign up with that promo code CHGO to take advantage of that $5 money bet offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific reasonable gambling resources. Ooh. Sarah, I got a question for you. And it's simple yes or no. Simple yes or no. Is it game time again? <laughs> no, no, it's not game time again. Simple yes or no. Did they ever understand? No. No! They never understood! They never understood, damn it! Yes! Oh! They never got it! Shady Ray said, why? Why are these glasses so damn expensive? We don't get it. You don't have to pay all that money to look so cool, y'all. You don't have to do it. Shady Rays ain't get it. So they said, we're going to do it ourselves. The Independent Sunglasses Company offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you're going to put on your beautiful face. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for your outdoor and indoor adventures. Check them out. Check it, check it, what? Right there on his face. And Shades, that's not all, because Shady Rays offers that thing that I like to call the Matt Pack lost and broken replacements plan. Boom, that's where the hat goes. Oh, hit, no. I almost hit Kev on that one. You did. That was, I was really, to his office. really excellent throw, sir. Thank you, sir. Glasses might have been on that hat. They might have been there. They might have been right there. They would have never broke, though. Oh, but if they did, though, because of the strength of one Matthew Peck, then, you know, Summer Peck's got the guns. You I, know what I'm saying? I don't work out, folks. He does not. <laughs> but the rage does not need to work out. So when that hat goes, things might get broken. And if those glasses break, you can. it will send you a brand new pair. Because why? Because they are Shady Rays. And also, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them within 30 days for free. No risk when you shop. And their team always has your back. So... Exclusive deal for the listeners out there. Shady Rays is giving away that best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Oh, try for yourself. Them shades that are rated five stars. Over 250,000 people. I've been told that's a lot. Shady Rays, where the Rays are oh so damn shady. Oh so shady. Mm. Uh, all right, y'all. Another m- player in the Bulls offseason that maybe is getting a lot of attention, mm-hmm. uh, Derek Jones Jr. Yes. Who I, I think we could all generally agree when he got minutes this season, offered the Bulls some solid things, especially mm-hmm. on the defensive end, making hustle plays, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Would occasionally knock down a corner three or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a $3.3 million player option for the 23-24 season. He has until June 24th to pick up or decline said option uh, because that was one of the low-key things the Bulls front office did last offseason was sign him to that two-year deal, player option in year two. Uh, he was recently chatting with Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago and when asked about that player option, had this to say, like I told Coach and everybody else, I'm locked in for two years. I don't sign for two years for no reason, so I'm here for two years. I just got to sit down with my agent, talk to him, figure things out, but I don't see why not. I got no other plans yet. Yet. I guess Derek Jones Jr., also a fan of Goose Island. Yes. Drink, drinking the no plans, Dave. <laughs> drinking no plans has no plans. Um, <laughs> I mean, sim- well done. Simply, <laughs> simply put, do you guys want Derek Jones Jr. back on this squad next season? I'll be okay <laughs> if he doesn't. If he's not here, I'll be all right. I'll live. Um, yeah, I'll be okay if he leaves. I'll, yeah, great, fine. I, I, he's 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 a good piece, but I'm not losing sleep over Derek Jones Jr. not being here for the Chicago Bulls. Um, because one, well, as my man Renewable says, he's hurt a lot. But on top of that, we have to see if Billy wants to play him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Billy, for some reason, goes through those stretches with Derrick Jones Jr. where you won't see him on the court for months. And then you'll see him play every game after that. So, and, you know, like he said, he gets hurt a lot and things like that. But 
He's he's impactful when he's out there in certain situations because of his size, his length, his ability, obviously, to get up and down the floor and his athleticism. Uh, but the lack of the three-point shot also hurts, which is why I'm not going to be mad if he leaves. I, it's cool if I don't have another guy who can't shoot threes on this team. I would be completely fine. But if he wants to stay cool, if he finds another situation, I have absolutely no problem uh, with him leaving. That's more Daylon Terry minutes for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. I really obviously love the the small lineups with him sure. and Patrick Williams up front. Um, but, it, you know, if he can get more money elsewhere, I think he should probably do that. Good for him. But, uh, again, I think another flaw with this front office is the way that they've handed out those player options. They gave one to Drummond. They yeah, gave one to Tony Bradley yeah. last year, and that's why they have just had this uh, logjam of guys between, like, the ninth and 12th roster spots mm-hmm. where – they just haven't really been able to utilize those spots to try to bring in talent elsewhere. Um, I I would be fine with Derek. He's young. He's athletic. He fills a role. Like I said, I like those small lineups, and he gives you a different look. Um, but he's also been out of the rotation at times. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's, like, critical that he returns. Um, the I got to sort things out with my agent is code speak for <laughs> I need to see if there are any other offers out there that yeah. would net me more than three and a half million. Yes. But uh, I, I could see him coming back for sure. And I also want to reply to Juan Mata here because Uh-oh. this comment, it sucks how much Will Gottlieb campaigns oh. to blow it all up. He has logical arguments, but overlooks other team values. Continuity isn't bad. Look at the, the Bucks. Um, you just compare the Bulls to the Bucks. That's, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> if the Bulls were the number one what? seed in wait, the wait, East <laughs> and the league, and also had the best player in the world, I'd be all about continuity. But unfortunately, <laughs> sure. they missed that the kind of continuity altogether. sounds terrific. But yeah, I mean, they missed the playoffs. They don't have the best player in the world the hell are we doing here harry i i I, like i think people get frustrated or like call me a downer or whatever when i present kind of logical arguments about why things are that i want it in a bad direction right now i really don't want it to go poorly no i don't want nobody to like be excited about the team in the comments i don't want to our season to be done in april i want to have them play competitive playoff basketball. It's good for business. It's good for us. Like we like watching a team play well. It's fun. True story. So I just, I just want to say that because yeah. I don't want to seem like I just am rooting for them to lose. That could not be further from the truth. Sure. No, no. I'd like to see him happy soon one day. I'd love to be happy one day. Oh, can't wait to see it. I'm so looking forward to it. I've seen Matt do it. I haven't seen Will. Well, it's because he was in. Maybe we all need to go back to Paris. Would that make Would that make you happy, Will? That was go fun. back to Paris. You you can get your fresh baked goods and oh, your man. and your Those delicious French croissants. coffees. Mm. He did have croissants. a smile on his face every morning when he was. I have a smile on my face just thinking about Parisian it. coffee. <laughs> having your having your Danishes. It's croissants, croissants. <laughs> um, so back back to DJJ uh, uh, yeah. for a few more minutes before we wrap up here. Sure. It is interesting, you you know, you mentioning him now always being in Billy's rotation, Will, and especially even when the Bulls were shorthanded at times this season, he wasn't always getting minutes. Like, once Javante went down, who, you know, it, it's weird that Javante, like, came back and was quote-unquote available at the end of the season, yeah. but never really, never really played. Yeah. Before that, earlier this season, Billy Donovan was like, Javante, you're my guy, get out there. Yeah. Uh, then Javante goes down, Derek Jones Jr. still not really getting a lot of minutes. Alex Caruso playing minutes as an undersized four getting significantly more minutes drummond and djj that's kind of like the the default one or two option that bulls fans kept going back and forth on i think it's just more about the fact that it wasn't just about him versus drummond and going big or small it's that in many different scenarios throughout the season billy never prioritized giving derrick jones jr minutes and he said that in the same interview he did with casey he said i feel like i've played well when given minutes i've done everything i can with the role that i was given do you guys see any path for him picking up that player option to have a larger role next season yeah i see a path when picking it up like you said depending on what other teams are offering no i'm saying if he does pick it up do you see a path to him having a larger role next season than he did this season okay that's hard to answer harder to answer because i don't know who will be here um if I knew that, then yeah, I can answer that. But if it's just standing pat with everybody back, <laughs> that rhyme, um, then I think his role will be the same, to be honest. Uh, because again, I'm 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 thinking about the young guys. I'm just thinking about Dalen Terry. 
and how hard it's going to be to not give this man minutes uh, next year. So I guess it's like how, how Will and Mark would say to me when I would talk about Dalen, like, whose minutes are you taking? You know, that's why I say now to Derrick Jones Jr., like, whose minutes are you taking then? Like, because your minutes won't be set anymore. You know, they just won't be. Other guys are going to have to move up and get more time to play. So, again, I think that question will be easy to answer once I know who won't be here. But I don't see it as him as – I've never looked at him as the difference maker of something. Great in a role, like Will said, when you want to run some small ball out there, awesome. And sometimes he's had games where, the, you know, two or four from three, a couple of rebounds, you know, really set the tone like that. Then other times I just don't see him, even when he's on the court. So, yeah, he – sure. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Hypothetically, yes. But I, I just I – don't, I don't see it, man, like that. I think also when you look at a guy whose game is very dependent on athleticism, as they age, you don't want to necessarily bank on that. Um, To me, he's a back end of the rotation player, and that's kind of where he is. Like you said, if Vooch leaves and the Bulls are going to like start Drummond, then yeah, he probably gets like a bump at backup center and he's playing in a larger role. But like... If the Bulls want to be better next year, I think they need to find improvements. Mm-hmm. And maybe Derek can step up a, a little bit more. I think he has, like I said, a, an interesting skill set. Mm-hmm. But I think if your goal is to be good, you got to find higher-end talent. And mm-hmm. I think that would more likely push him down the rotation. Yeah. Uh, just going back to the continuity plans, Bulls versus Bucks comparison, Juan Mata came back uh, to defend himself a little bit, saying, I meant b- the Bucks before they were the Bucks." They built from scratch and kept their core. You're not wrong about that. It's pretty unlikely scenario, and credit to the Bucks organization for swinging and hitting on a couple of big pieces to start building that core. Giannis was a widely unknown prospect widely. who had just freakish athletic ability. Yeah. People did not know a whole lot about his game, and they took him 15th, middle of the first round. Mm-hmm. 15th. Chris Middleton... The other big building block of that Bucks team that went on to win a championship and be perennial playoff contenders, 39th pick in the second round. Yeah. And then once they had that core of building blocks, they were aggressive going out and paying big to get veteran talent to add to it. Mm. They shelled out huge to add Drew Holiday to that squad. They are mm-hmm. in the tax. Yeah. They, they also benefit from, because they're, be, they're already a really good team, guys like Joe Ingles and Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez. for like right. below what they could probably get elsewhere. And here's the final note on that, is that if the Bulls wanted to develop their core, that's fine, but they have no draft picks in order to supplement where they are right now. And that's, I think, the bigger issue for me and why I think you know, moving on from one of, if not both, of Zach or DeMar and seeing what you can get for Vooch is that it replenishes your asset base Mm -hmm. because right now they don't have one in what is going to be a really strong draft class Mm -hmm. and so if you're up against the luxury tax which you're not going to dip into which the bucks have if you don't have any draft picks that you can trade and you aren't very good to begin with Mm -hmm. it's hard to add talent and it's hard to justify dipping into the tax if you're not very good and it's hard to convince free agents to come for the minimum or for part of the mid-level exception when you're not very good. So the Bulls just aren't in a position right now where they can build that way. And I think ideally you're right, they would build that way. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of started to, but then they pushed their chips in and it just hasn't worked out. And I think they need to be open and willing to looking at themselves in the mirror and understanding where this is headed and trying to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Anthony said uh, in the comments, the Bucks also have an owner who spends money to help, as you yep. just mentioned, you know, like very aggressively in that luxury tax, which is, you know, that's the thing that frustrates me s- still and always and forever. The and the whole the whole line about like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go into luxury tax for a championship contender. It's like they want them to prove that they're a championship <laughs> contender without going into the tax and will then maybe be willing to pay the tax to stay there. It's like, dude, you got you got to be a luxury tax team to actually have a chance in this league at this point. That's and you true. also need to have a top ten player. Yeah, like the Bucks that have helps. the best player in the world, mm-hmm. and the Bulls, like Zach and Demar, are really good, but they're probably closer to thirty than they are to twenty. And 
even though they have two of those guys, mm-hmm. it's really hard to build a winner that way, yeah. especially when you're not willing to spend into the tax. So, like I said, I, I wish that the Bulls could build that way and they had the runway to be able to add talent like internally and naturally, but they just they can't. They don't mm-hmm. have those picks. Mm-hmm. They don't have money. Well, the Bulls might be up shit creek, guys, but it's okay because the White Sox are doing great. Why you got to throw a White Sox dig in there, bro? Like, it not a White Sox dig. Not even necessary. Not you even know who I am, bro. and you knew, know who I love digging the most. That was not a White Sox dig. Uh, that's it. We're out of time for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out if you haven't already. Helps mm-hmm. us out a lot. Of course, make sure you are also subscribed to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. And don't forget... If you haven't gotten them yet, to get your tickets to our CHO Bears draft party. Week from tonight is night one. Week from tomorrow is night two at Joe's on Weed Street. Good brews from Goose Island. Good food. Good company. Come hang out and watch the Bears and Ryan Poles dominate the first two nights of the NFL draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is that your your phone you smashing? Yeah. Wow. All right. 